I got great news, guys. Oh! It's the news update from Game Time Decisions. News, 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 news. Thank you very much, gang. I'm Cam School with your fantasy sports news update. It's major time again in golf. The opening round of the 148th Open Championship from Royal Port Russia, Northern Ireland. And man, we got lots of stories. Some good and some bad. First, the good. JB Holmes with an opening round uh, 60, uh, 67. He leads at uh, minus four right now. Ireland Shane Lowry, another very, very solid round. Just one shot off the pace and a host of others at minus three. The bad, Rory McIlroy, unbelievable stuff. Rory, the tournament favorite right now, took a quad. He took an eight on a par four on the first hole. He shot an eight over 79. He's going to need a crazy day to go real low tomorrow just to make the cut. Rory said the hometown pressure was not the problem. His game was. More bad news. Tiger Woods looked very rusty en route to a seven over 78. Tiger admitted he's very, very tired after the Masters win, and he looked beat down and slow on the course today. When asked if he's going to play tomorrow, he said he will be there. But this is a guy we might have to fade tomorrow in matchup bets. Mr. Major Brooks Kepka, a solid first round right in the hunt. Three under. John Rahm, three under. World number two, uh, Dustin Johnson, one over par. The rest of the PGA Tour playing the Barbersall Championship, going for a shave in Kentucky. JT Poston leads at minus 10 after one round. Canadian Nick Taylor just one shot back at minus nine. In the NFL, Melvin Gordon says his Charger teammates got his back. Gordon telling his teammates beforehand he would hold out if he did receive a new deal from the L.A. Chargers, and he said his teammates support him 100%, according to Gordon. Gordon added he's received tons of support from other running backs across the NFL with his contract stance. Gordon set to earn $5.6 million in 2019 on year five of his uh, rookie year on the contract there, and the 26-year-old wants a deal similar to the likes of Todd Gurley and Le'Veon Bell, who are the highest-paid backs in the league with annual salaries of $14.38 million and 13.13 respectively busy afternoon in major league baseball let's hit the live scoreboard fellas yankees and rays right now uh, two to nothing tampa they scored early and it is still two to nothing tampa bay yankees got a runner on third one out in that baseball game we got some finals boston blanking toronto five to nothing chris sale 12 k's it was his first win at fenway in over a year kc does it again they beat the white Sox seven to six keller the win detweiler the loss ian kennedy mr kennedy save 18 for the royals Phillies by the Dodgers, 7-6 final. Bryce Harper, two RBIs. Hector Neris picked up his 18th save for the Phillies. Kevin Anderson, he had a walk-off single as Miami beat San Diego 4-3. Let's take a look at the rest of the action, fellas. 7-0-5, game two of the Yankees and Rays. But uh, this one's probably going to go a little bit later because of that rain delay. No pitchers announced. Two at 7-10. Detroit at Cleveland. Indians minus 225, 8.5. Boyd and Bauer. St. Louis and Cincinnati. Reds minus 125, 10. Hudson versus Rourke. 720 action. Washington minus a buck 35 at Atlanta. Strasburg versus Tehran. Nine and a half is your total. 810. Oakland at Mini. Twins minus 130. 10.5. Fires versus Gibson. 907. We got Houston laying 50 cents at the Angels. 10 is your total. Miley versus Javi. And 940. We got Milwaukee and Arizona. <laughs> Those pesky snakes minus 115. Nine and a half. Davis versus Kelly. 945 action. The red hot San Francisco Giants hosting New York Mets. Good pitching match in this one, too. Syndergaard versus Bumgarner Giants are minus 120, 7.5 year total. The Milwaukee Bucks will reportedly hold a meeting with recently waived free agent J.R. Smith. Smith searching for a new team after being cut by the Cleveland Cavaliers this Monday. The Milwaukee in market for a new shooting wing. Smith, an average of a 37.3% shooter from beyond the arc. Undrafted forward, Nas Reed parlayed his solid summer league play into a spot with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Reed, a former LSU Tiger, agreed to a four-year, $6.1 million deal today. He posted... 
close to 12 points. It's a 5.4 boards and 18 minutes of action for Minnesota in the Summer League. It's official. The NHL Seattle expansion has named Ron Francis as the team's inaugural GM. His contract is uh, going to run five years. Uh, Francis is going to get a mid-range salary. He's responsible for helping build those Carolina teams that made it to the Eastern Conference Final in 2018-19. And uh, one thing, too, this guy's awesome. He won Stanley Cup, so a very, very nice hire by Seattle. Alex Ovechkin, the grade eight, will serve as the NHL's ambassador in China. The league announced today he's going to go to Beijing, promote the game. And the NHL staged preseason games the last two years, none slated for this year. Ovi won the Maurice Richard Trophy, 51 goals in 81 games. MLS uh, soccer action tonight, D.C. United at FC Cincinnati at 8. Orlando takes on Portland at 10 p.m. And we got one in the CFL tonight. Thursday night football tonight, Toronto Argos at Calgary to take on Stampeders. Stamps minus 12.5, total 52.5, game time just after 9 o'clock. I'm Cam Stewart. Gabe Morency hosts Red Heat and Rage Radio. We'll talk everything, MLB, CFL, golf, MLS, and everything in between. Hey, as Mo Sislak says, if it moves, you can bet on it. Stick around. Red, hour one of Red Heat and Rage Radio coming up now. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game time decisions. I'm Gabriel Morenzi, throwing it down at uh, the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands uh, Racetrack on this Thursday afternoon. You heard the man, the Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart. We're going to talk some uh, some golf, a uh, little Major League uh, Baseball, um, CFL football uh, tonight. Uh, point spread was 11.5 uh, earlier this morning, uh, but uh, it's gone up. And uh, rightfully so, uh, I think. Uh, of course, uh, we've got the Open Championship. Uh, we spoke with Richard Garner uh, today, who dropped an F bomb on the morning <laughs> after uh, because he's all drunk on the uh, on that Irish uh, beer. It, it was it was it was pretty fast. It was hard hard to pick yeah. up. The raging redhead Cam Stewart, of course, has John Rom, who uh, right now uh, played uh, played a hell of a round in the first round and. Um, is right in the mix, uh, T3 right now. What's up, Cam? What's happening, Gabe? i got to be honest with you. Rom actually, at uh, in the back nine, was horrible. He missed uh, a couple four-foot putts for par, and uh, his irons got a little bit loose. But he was five under through nine. I was getting very, very excited. But you talk about it. Kepka's there. Rom's there. And what are we going to do? We, we, we're avoiding these guys that are favorites. Dustin Johnson won over. He could come back. Tiger Woods, eight over. Obviously not ready to play. This guy looked absolutely, he looked old today. And Rory McIlroy, he's just a quadruple bogey, comp, uh, compounding mistakes into bigger ones. He just took himself out of the tournament. So once again, you know what? We got to focus on guys like Kepka because you know when the majors roll around, he's the guy that you want to have money on. A lot of heavyweights are um, are lurking uh, right yeah. now. J.B. Holmes um, is the one that ends up uh, at the top of the leaderboard after the opening round. Five under par, J.B. Holmes. Um, we've got uh, Shane Lowry right behind him at uh, minus four. And then there's a there's a whole slew of guys in the minus uh, three uh, neighborhood. Norin, a player that we did not talk about. Norin, another yeah. player that we didn't talk about. Sergio Garcia. And I tell you, Cam, you look. Um, all right, you have an American in J.B. Holmes, but international, European Lowry, European Norwood, European Garcia. Uh, what's that? Australian Fox, Fratelli, South African, Fleetwood, British. 
um, I don't think it's a myth, man, that, you know, the European players are just good links players. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's so true. And I know a couple of the Americans, you know, earlier on in their career, they didn't embrace links golf. Some come, came around to it later on. A lot You're of right. times, like, uh, here we go. We're going to get wet. Oh, boo-hoo. You know, the weather's cold. I remember I Phil Mickelson, my... Cam. In the old yep, days, I remember Phil once. He went to the British Open. And he had like a winter hat on and stuff. Like he, you know, he was all it was it was windy. He had gloves. Yes. He was like he was dead before he even teed off. And you're right. right. Exactly. He sort of chilled out and embraced it. I remember him complaining about the weather and the wind and the course and everything else in between. All right, uh, whale capper doesn't complain. He's going to step up and in and join us. We're going to talk some NFL football uh, with whale capper. All that and more. Game got conditions ready for Rage Radio. Live for the FanDuel Sportsbook Meadowland Racetrack. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Our radio fantasy sports our radio network uh, we're throwing it down at the FanDuel uh, Sportsbook Meadowlands uh, racetrack uh, we've got uh, WNBA game uh, going on right now some major league uh, baseball and of course uh, last night they canceled the uh, the Yankees and the Rays game uh, due to weather and it did get pretty crazy uh, later on in the evening in the New York uh, area of course uh, Cam just my luck last night and I took it hard last night. A couple of really bad beats that I don't even want to talk about. But um, I'm sitting here doing the show at FanDuel, and my cell phone keeps, like, going off. And I'm like, what the hell? So finally I take a look, and it's like extreme weather alert, extreme weather alert, flash floods, avoid roads, 10.15 Eastern. It said, like, high alert, peak time, 10.15 Eastern, which, of course, Cam, is the exact time I leave here, right? Exactly. So I get my teeth kicked in the book last night. I leave. It's like a torrential downpour. Um, I call an Uber. The Uber driver got lost on the Meadowlands property because this place is massive. Um, it was just, and I, uh, I told the story a bit this morning. I swear to God, Cam, I don't know if one person won money last night. Like, uh, you want misery, man. Stand uh, stand near a bus stop uh, near a racetrack in New York. Man. Yeah. yeah. Like, there were, <laughs> like, people That's talking to themselves. No. No, I'm telling I you, know. people were talking. People were literally talking. Talk, yeah, people were talking yeah. to themselves. One guy, like, he heard me just go, ah. Oh. I just said, ah, oh, F this, because it was pouring out. I was like, oh, God. So I sort of said something. Right away, it comes up to me, because you don't know the half of it. He goes, I just lost a lot of money, man. And he goes, I'm freaking sick of it. You know the feeling? I'm like, yeah, I know the feeling. He goes, man. know the feeling? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And he's like, dude was in a panic. Then some other guy walks past. He goes, don't feel bad. 
He goes, uh, I'm willing to bet you guys that I lost a lot more money than you. My life's over. And he just wanders off into the rain, into the parking lot somewhere. <laughs> and I'm thinking, all right, it's a lot of fun. This <laughs> is yeah. uh, uh, a lot, lot of fun on a Wednesday night. A lot of broken dreams. A lot of broken yeah. dreams. But you know what? There's horses running right now, and there's games there being played. So the dream is alive. They play the national anthem every night. Let's bring in Whale Capper. Always a pleasure, Whale Capper. You know, we didn't call you last week or the week before. Well, I think it was a holiday a couple of weeks ago. But um, I saw California. You were pretty busy, man, monitoring earthquakes. <laughs> you nearly had the big one of all big ones. Yeah, it's been a wild summer here for us in California. It's very, very, uh, very, very busy in the earthquake community with all the uh, with all the seismic action. Um, but yeah, long time the no talk. And, uh, the earthquake community like that. <laughs> <laughs> the only earthquake community I know is the San Jose earthquake uh, chat room when I'm looking for injuries. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, that's the the earthquake community. But no, but it's good, good, good to have you on, uh, Whale Capper. Um, so. Countdown is on. Uh, we're now 49 days away from the start of the National Football League regular season. 49 days. Oof. Yeah, can't get here soon enough, man. Uh, that story you told too was was pretty pretty uh, pretty pretty on the nose, pretty perfect, describing the dog <laughs> days of summer. Um, you know, you really have to kind of, you know, re- I guess unless unless you are the one guy in the universe who can beat the MLB market, you have to really kind of uh, lower, lower, you have to lower your stakes this time yeah. of year and, and uh, just kind of look forward and try to do your homework to be ready for the NFL season to come around. You can win betting on baseball, you win. but you can win. Yeah, you can also win hypothetically betting on roulette at a casino, but you won't every night. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. That's yeah. the thing. Right? And the, yeah. the thing that really hurts Whale Capper when there's nothing else on, too, like you have a couple bad nights in baseball, and you would never bet these units before. When there's other stuff, you spread it around. We'll go, you know, NFL here, NBA here, I do NHL here, you know, but now MLB, MLB, MLB. And I'm looking at my totals going, what the hell am I doing? Why am I betting on a, a, on a yeah. Kansas City Royal Chicago White Sox game? <laughs> like a stooge. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's uh, and it's especially, I mean, from what I know, at least hearing and talking to the sharp players that I know, and even in the MLB markets, like uh, this new, uh, the new baseball they brought into the into the mix this year has completely uh, has completely uh, blown things up in terms of trying to handicap totals uh, and um, making it, you know, the teams with the bad bullpens exaggerating how bad these bullpens are because uh, you know. It's, it's just the the long ball is so much more prevalent now. As you can uh, hear, they're coming down the stretch at Saratoga. Oh, that one horse came out of the sky, bro. I think he got second or third. Man, he was dead last. I'm watching Saratoga, too. Toga, toga. Yeah, I think the 2 won, but, man, that was a great race. That was that a was close bad. finish. Look how many horses oh, were at the finish line together. Hey, take, a look, take a look at what this one horse did, man. Like, he came out of the sky. He was just too far back. The jockey made his move too slow. Oh, yeah, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. he oh, just missed the yeah. one horse. He just oh, missed. Just missed. Oh, oh, boy. No, you know what? It's one and one A. One and one A that just won. Oh, no, finish. One and one A. That's what happens when you're betting the one. You get the one. That's the thing. When you get both, eh? when you know when that happens, Gabe, you get both horses, right? You get one and one A. That's the way it works. You guys want a nice story, Will Capper. We'll get to the football here, but 
uh, the last race before Saratoga, <laughs> they, it was all quiet and everyone got really loud. Come on, come on. It was like a big burst. And right, it got all silent right after the race. And then there was just a baby that started crying. <laughs> no, jeez. Well, like oh, after everyone was yelling. <laughs> hey, I don't uh, know where the baby you, is. You guys, uh, there's a, there's a baby you, somewhere. Yeah, since you guys are kind of plugged, you guys got to be plugged into the horse racing community a little bit. Are they going to run the, the Haspel this weekend? I think I think they're I, I think they are uh, well capper from what I'm from from what I'm reading, uh, they they are uh, going to be running the Haskell. But you're right, they talked about I don't I don't know like the whole story, but I was reading one article that it said it was it was going to go through. There's some crazy things happening at Santa Anita Racetrack. Jerry Horndorfer, one of the trainers, is like suing the track and stuff. Like with all the horses that died, like Santa Anita's got a real problem going on. Well, Capper, that's in your neck of the woods there, but it could it couldn't have been a worse PR year for that track. They got people suing them, horses dying. It's been very very rough. Yeah, it's running. Yeah, you no know doubt. What, uh, uh, I was gonna say too, there was a tragedy at Del Mar. I think two horses died earlier today at Del Mar. Ow. That's horrible. Yeah. The, yeah. Temp, the, the temperature about uh, people kind of, and how they feel about horse racing in California right now is not good. Uh, it's definitely, you know, it's, it's gone beyond just kind of the horse racing community and, and who knows about what's going on. And, and people are pretty upset, uh, you know, casual fans. And, you know, I don't know what, I don't know what the answer is. Obviously I certainly don't a hundred percent understand the problem, but uh, they better yeah, it's uh, it's complicated. Exactly. I think I think there's a lot of different things uh, that, that come into play. But you're right. I mean, so you can't have horses dying at the rate uh, that they no. were. All right. So uh, whale capper uh, kicking it uh, with us. Uh, I asked you guys on Twitter. I said we're going to get into a little NFL football. And me and Cam have been talking about the Cleveland Cleveland Browns a little bit this week. Whale capper. Their win total is nine and a half here at FanDuel, but it shaded a little bit to the over. Um, uh, Baker Mayfield, you know, in defending Odell Beckham then calls out uh, the New York Giants and subsequently New York Giant fans says, oh, at least now he's playing for a team um, that the fans show up every week. I don't know what the hell this guy's talking about. Like, <laughs> you know, like really the New York Giants, like you're on the Cleveland Browns. Now you're calling out the Giants <laughs> as as a whole. Listen, I'm a big Odell fan. And if you were playing Madden. The Cleveland Browns have a pretty fun team, but there's a lot of combustible parts here. And I wonder, Freddie Kitchens was an offensive coordinator. He seems to be a likable guy and a player's guy. But the problem is then the players will sort of take advantage and take it too far. We're not even into the season yet. Like Baker Mayfield keeps putting a bigger target on their back all the time. And you know, Whale Capper, it's hard for football teams to come together right away. You have all these new players, and, you know, you're mixing and matching that thing. So we'll talk about the Browns and a couple other teams you guys asked about on the other side. Game Time Decisions, Ready Rage Radio continues. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From 
the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Got it, gang. The dog days of summer are here, and you can pad your account before football season starts. Swing for the fences playing Daily Fantasy Baseball with DailyRoto.com. Become the eighth Daily Roto lineup optimizer to win a million bucks in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament, or become one of the countless number of people that have won thousands playing DFS. If you're playing MLB DFS and you're not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter the promo code FNTSY for a special 10% discount to get lineup alerts, projected ownerships, weather updates, fantasy projections, and the use of the same daily Roto lineup optimizers that have produced millions in DFS winnings. That's the 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package only at DailyRoto.com. Gabe, back to you. All right, thank you. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Cam. I'm Marenzi. We're at the FanDuel Sportsbook. Metalheads Racetrack, Cam Stewart in Toronto, Will Capper in Los Angeles, uh, let's get into the National Football League. I was talking about the Cleveland Browns. Are you a buyer or seller on the Cleveland Browns as of right now, Capper? Ooh, I'm holding. I'm holding steady here. Uh, <laughs> I like that. Waiting. Holding. Holding. This is – okay, so let's talk – let's take a step back real quick and let's talk about kind of overall sort of preseason, how you want to allocate the bankroll that you're going to lock up for four months. Right. Like this is, you know, this you're going to have to be a little bit strategic when you make these regular season win total plays, a little bit strategic when you make these future plays, because, you know, that this is bankroll that you're not going to have in hand to bet week in, week out. If you so if you have an edge in the National Football League and you want to capitalize on that week in, week out, you're you know, you're almost certainly going to do a little bit better betting the games and totals, you know, week, you know, every week. That said, there are certainly opportunities to take advantage of soft numbers and inefficiencies in the regular season win total markets. Um, the problem with the Browns, as an example, is that this is not necessarily like a boomer bust team, right? They have a relatively high floor and a relatively low ceiling, in my opinion. Um, you know, their win total kind of market-wide average is around nine. Uh, and, you know, to, to me, you know, their floor is probably seven, nine, eight, and eight. Uh, and their ceiling is probably 10 and 6, 11 and 5, right? So it's kind of a narrow window there where you can really only get uh, over 9 with a couple of good bounces or under 9 with a couple of bad breaks. So I, I think, uh, you know, when, when you're getting into kind of handicapping regular season win totals across the board, you're not going to make a bet on every single team, right? But the teams that I tend to circle are the ones that I think are higher variance where you're going to have more like a boomer bust type of season. Right. And, you know, that we can kind of go through some examples as we get closer to the season. But but for me, the Browns don't really fall into that category. Now, when you look at like their prices to win the AFC North, um, that number has been steamed like mad. And it it is probably well over bet at this point. Like if you, you know, if you could have gotten plus 200 or so before the draft, uh, then that's a that's a good look because they have you know, probably about 40-ish percent chance to win the AFC North. But 
now at like what is it plus 125 like now you need a lot of things to go right you need the Steelers to take a step back you need the Ravens to take a step back and you need the Browns not to you know stumble with a you know with a young quarterback and a first year head coach um, and so I don't think there is really value in betting the Browns to win the uh, the AFC North um, and if you look at their schedule and, and and you know as far as the AFC itself and the and the uh, Super Bowl. Those numbers are just wildly, wildly overbet. Like a team that has no experience at the head coaching position and virtually no play and no playoff experience at the quarterback position, they're not winning the Super Bowl or the AFC in their first crack. Like that's just completely unheard of. It takes reps, it takes experience, it takes high, you know, it takes being in the moment of the you know the high pressure situations to kind of learn from and kind of grow from before you can you know take that next step. In my opinion, so. You know, I don't necessarily hold the Browns as as realistic title contenders. Um, and when you look at their schedule, I think the right way to approach betting this team uh, is probably just to wait until maybe we're about halfway through the season uh, before you get involved in any kind of a future on these guys to win the AFC North because their schedule is completely backloaded. All uh, their AFC North competition comes in like the last six, seven weeks of the season. So by Thanksgiving, we're really not going to know who's going to win that division yet. And their destiny is going to be kind of in their own hands. Uh, so if they're coming together, if they're peaking at that time, if their coach is learning from the mistakes he makes early in the season, that's kind of when I'm interested in buying in on the Browns. So I'm hopeful that they're like a game, game and a half back in the standings once we get to like Thanksgiving and then I can scoop up some Browns to win the AFC North because – you know, to me, this is a playoff team in the AFC landscape, potentially AFC North title contenders. Um, but I think their their road stops in the playoffs once uh, you know once your inexperienced quarterback shows his his uh, his you know his uh, I guess uh, the right word. You know, he, he's gonna he's gonna look a little green uh, come playoff time when the going gets tough, and and uh, you don't want to necessarily be counting on him to win two three playoff games. Will Capper uh, with us. Um, what about the Pittsburgh Steelers? The Steelers' win total is nine. And, yeah, the Steelers, look, there's the public perception is the Steelers are taking a step back with their total being nine. I mean, come on. You consider, guys, and Mark Lawrence brought this up yesterday, Kim, since they went to the divisional formats in 2002, the Steelers have won eight division titles. The Brown, none. They haven't won. Yep. <laughs> like, you know, now, now we're giving them the division title already, and and people act like the Baltimore yeah. Ravens uh, are uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves or something. Like the Ravens, like Harbaugh can't coach, and the Ravens are just like like Lamar Jackson can't can't play. And you know, to me though, you look, they lose Antonio Brown, they lose Le'Veon Bell. It might be addition through subtraction only, in the sense that there's no drama this year at all with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I guarantee you, the Steelers are going to be motivated, Cam. Well, by all that hype that, that they see on ESPN about the Cleveland Browns all the time, and they're going to say like, the who, Cleveland Browns who the hell we, are we're these twenty-two, yeah, we're twenty-two exactly. and two against these guys in the last seven years. Exactly. You know what I mean? And yeah, I these these are the guys that are taking over the world. I know, no, no, no. The Steelers, the Steelers, and I, I and to your to your, to your point, you like that, Will Capper. Yeah, I, I love yeah. it. I think the Ravens. I think the Ravens have been disrespected too. Like uh, just as everyone's talking, just yeah. oh, it's Steelers or Browns. Well, Lamar Jackson's going to be working on his throwing. You saw the game versus the Chargers last year. 
Will Capper, where he hit the tight end in stride there. He started to make a couple couple good throws. He's still a kid. He's going to get better. They have great special teams. The addition of Earl Thomas. I think uh, people are sleeping on the Ravens. But uh, I got to tell you something, Gabe. Since we're a family and you and Will Capper had the Carolina bet last year, I want in on the action too, Will Capper. I know you don't may want not want to go 500 with Gabe and 500 with me. Maybe 250, 250. But we got to take a wins total and make a bet, buddy. That's part of the show. So I got to oh, find yeah. something that you don't oh, like, for sure, and for I sure. want to get in on this action this year. <laughs> yeah, it needs to, it okay, needs well, to come naturally where it's like an argument, though. It has to yeah, be like right, hostile, sure. right? Yeah, you know sure. I mean? like, yeah. yeah for uh, sure. good point. We'll find the okay, right spot. Okay, so we'll find the right spot. So I asked people to ask us for teams. And yep. uh, so for the record, I do like the Steelers over the nine, though. I want to throw that out there. Although it's nine and a half in some spots. When you're talking about season win totals, too, it's good to shop around. There are different numbers out there, guys. Oh, and I will call. say, too, Will Capper, I am a bigger fan. Yeah, like the Bills. It's six and a half in your fan duel, but it's minus 186 now. I know it's seven yeah. minus 110 in some spots, right? So, you know, you have to look at that. I'm a bigger fan of Will Capper and Cam of the college win total because I'm an impatient person. And basically the college football season's over, like, uh, at the end of November. <laughs> so it's not that bad. Yeah, it's, it's, it's basically three months. It's three months, right? And there's some soft numbers, I think, in college, uh, too. Uh, but... The Buffalo Bills, our boy Paul Bovey put $5,000 on the Buffalo Bills. He got it at um, six and a half, minus 125 at the time. This is about six weeks ago. And he said, mark my words, it's a soft number. It's going to go up. And it has right now. So uh, what's your take on the Buffalo Bills? Soft take, too. These aren't full season breakdowns, but yeah, no, I, 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 uh, what's your take on the Bills? Six and a half. Yeah. I think your your guy made a great yeah your guy made a great play, period. I, I you know this is a it, it is a soft number. They have one of the softest. They by my by my metrics they have the second easiest schedule in the NFL, and they have a legitimate home field advantage. Uh, they are being under um, you know the expectations are low for this team simply because people don't buy. Josh Allen as a quarterback, but, uh, you know, he can throw the ball far. Uh, and if they can in any way, shape or form craft a passing game around his strengths, which, you know, you would expect that uh, a coaching staff that is proven themselves to be um, relatively competent up there with under McDermott, uh, I would hope that they can craft a craft a passing game around Allen's strengths. And, uh, and he's got, kind of an X factor that people completely slept on last year, which is his ability to run the football. A huge inefficiency in the NFL is quarterback running. Quarterback running is a wildly plus expected value play. And if you have a quarterback who can, you know, who can uh, convert first downs uh, when the going gets tough uh, by, by his legs, uh, you're going to extend drives, and you're going to score at points that you know otherwise you wouldn't. And so it's it's a it's a team that I think um, you know has a ton of talent uh, and on the defensive side, no doubt about that. Especially in the secondary, I love their some of their pieces in the secondary. So I you know I would expect that they're going to be in a lot of games. Uh, it's just a matter of if Allen can take a step forward as far as being a passer, uh, because we know. You know, we know that that's kind of how you win regular season games now is put up points mostly through the air. Um, so, you know, it's it's a tough it's tough to really say, oh, these guys are contenders. They should be in consideration for a playoff or on the fringe of the playoffs or something like that. Um, but for sure, at six and a half, it was a good bet over. 
uh, and the fact that it's the, it is the, the single team that has taken the most action across all markets. Uh, and, uh, and it's, uh, and it's not particularly close so far. So, um, your buddy was good to get on early. Uh, we've seen the number move now to where if you want to be over, you have to be over seven, uh, for me, the push probability of them landing exactly on seven takes away that value from betting the over now. Um, but, uh, you know, if there's any buyback and it, and it drops back into a reasonably priced six and a half and, uh, then you're, now you're talking. I think there's some upside with the Bills, too. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll get to some other teams. Listen, uh, Josh Allen was the second-most rushed quarterback in the NFL last year. They bring in Mitch Morse, great center from Kansas City, the draft kid Ford out of Oklahoma. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Metal Matt spinning the tunes today. Strong stuff. Uh, you know what, uh, Metal Matt? We actually have, um, we should have uh, one of the new Homicide uh, songs in, um, in, the, in the database there somewhere. Uh, we'll get to that a little bit uh, later on. Scourge of God. Um, all right, Whale Capper is kicking it with us for one last segment uh, here. Uh, we're talking NFL football. I asked you guys on Twitter what teams you want us to talk about. So, We'll get to your teams. I'll throw this one to you first, uh, Ken, uh, and then over to Whale Capper. Uh, we're sitting on their property uh, right now, um, and you think, oh, you're a giant stadium, but I don't know. The, the Giants aren't playing on Monday Night Football in week two against the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> the New York Jets are. Uh, J-E-T-S. Um, suddenly, I'm seeing jet gear uh, in New York. The bandwagon is filling up. I think they might be a little overvalued, though. I'm seeing the win total right here at FanDuel. Jets are seven, Cam. Minus 160 to the over. Minus 160 over seven. Wow. For the New York Jets. That's crazy. That's, see, I'm looking at the line right now with a six. And this is the very interesting thing, guys. If you shop around, the two biggest teams with juice on all my books are the Bills at six and a half minus 160. And on my book, Gabe, it's six and a half minus 180 for the Jets. But that's key. On, on the number of seven. Uh, that changes it's everything. Six right and there. a half minus one eighty. Yeah, on uh, Mr. Green. Yep, six wow, and a half a weird minus one eighty. Yeah, yeah, no, no. So the Bills are six, and a half, six and a half minus one six. The thing is, guys, they're not. They generally they're not big homers. Like people in New York are kind of negative and they actually bet against the team. You know more than anything. But I don't know what's up with this number, Will Capper, at seven minus one sixty. I mean, if you go under seven. With the Jets right now, I can walk up to the window right now here, about 40 feet away, and it's plus 135 under seven New York Jets. I like um, Cam, are the Jets overhyped or underhyped? What's your deal? I think I, I think at seven, I, I'd actually consider it, Gabe, with the plus take back. I think the Bills are, are slightly better than them. I think the Jets are going to be okay. They'll be able to handle Miami. You still have to deal with New England. I really like the improved defense. You have another year with that offense there. Le'Veon Bell, there's a lot to like, but I'm just saying that there's a huge difference between the six and a half and seven, and you're getting seven to plus money. 
I would tend to look at the under. I think they probably win six or seven games tops, Gabe. So I lean under with the Jets. I like the Bills a little bit more. Uh, Will Copper, your take on the Jets now they have Levy on Bell. Man. Uh, so my, I have to, uh, this is where it gets a little tricky to kind of divorce your opinion about the franchise from the number that's being offered a little bit, because overall about the franchise, I am not impressed with the direction that they're going. They, in the off season, they hire Adam Gase, who was just cast off from uh, a very tumultuous tenure down in Miami. Uh, I don't know that Adam Gase is, has the goods to be, you know, a, a top tier NFL coach. Uh, they have a second-year quarterback in Sam Darnold, who now gets to learn a brand-new system and is very young and very raw. Uh, didn't even get to see 16 full games out of him last year, so we really don't know what we're working with there as far as the quantity. Then they go through the draft process. They can't find a trade partner for the three. They take a defensive tackle, which is not an area that they ab- that they absolutely had to work on uh, you know, trying to key in and, and uh, improve on a, on a key weakness. They get a run-stopping uh, tackle who, yeah, he may be a great player. He may be generational for all I can tell you, but he still is, you know, key to the running game, which is not how you win regular season football games in the NFL these days. Uh, and then, lo and behold, they, they you know, they give Le- Le'Veon Bell all this money, they fire the general manager shortly thereafter, and it comes out Adam Gase didn't even want the Le'Veon Bell. Like, these are huge red flags organizationally. Like, they're not making plus TV moves in terms of roster construction. They're doing things where, you, you know, you oh, want you're a, also, a, a sorry, well, Capital, general manager you're also, in place right now. Yeah, sure. You're also sure. leaving out the part, uh, since Woody Johnson is Donald Trump's ambassador to Ireland. <laughs> Because uh, money, have, yeah, all right. Exactly. But I was going to say, yeah. so his son is running the team, and there were reports that his son yeah. was consulting with the New York Jets beat reporter from a local television network that he's friends with about what they should do in the offseason. Unreal. Wow. Unreal. Unreal. Yeah. Nepotism is, is nepotism is at the root of a lot of NFL teams' problems. I'll just leave it at that. The yeah, but yeah. the uh, the Jets. As an organization, I do not like the way that they are headed. All of that said, they do have talent on this roster. Like, they have talent in the receiving core. They have some talented players in their past defense. And, you know, they are, they, they are on paper a team that should be capable of winning seven games. We are going to learn a hell of a lot about this team, the way that they carry out their, you know, the way they conduct themselves over the first four weeks of the season. Week one, even, is going to tell us a ton. Buffalo Bills head down to the yeah. Meadowlands. They're About three and a half teams. point dogs. The Bills are live as can be in that game. They're giving you over a field goal right now. That's maybe one of my, you know, kind of low key early favorite looks before we even get to, you know, get through the the preseason betting. Like I'm kind of, I'm I'm very hopeful that, uh, you know, that as you know, as I'm starting ready to swing away on week one lines after we see some injuries in the preseason, that three and a half is still there because I think that presents a ton of value. And, you know, I think the, you know, if, if the Jets lose that game, if they lose, you know, a couple of their other kind of coin flip games early in the season, you know, their pick them right now, the look ahead line is their pick them week two on Monday night football against the Browns. Like those two home games will either send them in a direction where everybody buys into Adam Gase's system. He's kind of the new, he's like, he's the chief now he's in charge. And if they win those, you know, those two home games, and if it has anything to do with how he's prepared 
uh, his offense to take on this season, that he's going to have buy-in from the locker room. He's going to have buy-in from the players. They're going to go and win seven, eight games and, and not, not be a problem. You're going to capture over six and a half easy. The, those, they lose those two games. And the next thing you know, people are saying, well, why, why did you pay Le'Veon Bell all this money? He's only gaining 40, 50 yards on the ground. Like, he, you know, he's, he's sucked up all this, you know, cap room and he couldn't, you know, couldn't get better wide receivers or better offensive linemen. Sam Donald got sacked, uh, you know, six times by Miles Garrett and on Monday Night Football. And we all saw it like, you know, this team's a mess. You know, like it, it could go it's going to go one of either way. And so the Jets, they squarely fit into the kind of a team where I'm doing a lot of work on them to make a well-informed bet on their regular season win total because they are boomer bust. Like they absolutely fall into that category and it could all unravel or it could all go swell if they just get off to a good start or if it all goes to hell. Yeah. I tell you what, those press conferences, if the New York jets are 0-2, it's going to be a real interesting press conference with Adam Case <laughs> up on Monday Night Football. Yeah. He's got lasers coming out of his eyes. He's going to burn a hole through people. Yeah, yeah, and you know what's interesting? It's true. Right out of the gate, the Buffalo Bills play the New York Jets. Key divisional tilt. Both teams trying to um, get the season going in the right direction out of the gate. I gave advantage to the Bills because they are it's a new system uh, with the New York Jets. They're going to be doing it on talent alone, really. Brand new system, first time. We'll see how much they get done in the preseason and they get this implemented. But I'm liking, I'm liking the Bills plus the points. And it's ironic because uh, Will Cap restrained scheduling quirk. But for me, as a Buffalo Bill fan in New York, it works out great. The Bills play the Giants in huh? week two at the Meadowlands. Back to back. Yeah, in the same city. Yeah. yeah, very bizarre, isn't it? I know. Um, okay, yeah, so Bill, a team. Bill's on that schedule. A team, and for the record, the, uh, the Giants are two and a half point favorites in that game as of right now against uh, the Buffalo Bills. Um, the San Francisco 49ers uh, we get asked about. So thanks for the, uh, the question, Fanatical Jim. All right, Ian Smith asked us about the San Francisco 49ers, a heavily hyped 49er team last year with Jimmy Garoppolo after the success that he had uh, two years ago when he got traded there uh, midseason. They're sort of in the middle right now, Will Capper. This is, you know, it's an even eight, minus 110. <laughs> There's no, no shade, no weird. Um, you know, nothing, nothing, you know, it's a very simple, straight up bet here. Yeah. Over under eight minus one ten. What's your take on this uh, 49er team? So, yeah, so this is one that I would have to guess if we had a realistic ticket count, if we had a realistic accounting of how much money has been bet on, you know, each team summing up the overs and unders, I'm going to guess the 49ers are kind of down near the bottom. Uh, and I think that is because people are a little bit afraid to get involved with heavy-duty money here because they want to see what Jimmy Garoppolo looks like coming off this injury. They want to see how the new pieces on both offense and defense fit with this team. Uh, there's a That's lot a of unknown point. quantities. You look Garoppolo at, lights you look it up at, in a preseason uh, game or two. People will start going to the window a little bit more. You're right. Absolutely. And, uh, and you know, they. this is the biggest adjustment. Of all, of all 32 teams, this is the biggest adjustment of expected wins from how they actually performed last year across the entire NFL. They won four games last year. They're expected to win eight now. For a, a delta of four year over year is not common. <laughs> like, that is, is asking a lot. And granted, yes, they're getting a quarterback back. Um, but when you kind of dig through the box scores, you kind of dig through the efficiency stats, 
Nick Mullins wasn't all that bad last year. It's not like he, they, that was the specific reason that they only won four games. They have a lot of problems on this team. They have a lot of holes. And, you know, a guy like Kyle Shanahan, who is, you know, absolutely checks all the boxes for the type of coach you want for today's NFL, for whatever reason, cannot get wins. And you look at the kind of work that, uh, that Lynch has done as a general manager there and how he's, you know, how he's investing in this roster doesn't necessarily look like he knows what he's doing, I have to say. And so I'm a little concerned about the Niners. If I had to say, uh, you know, one way or the other off the, off the top here, I'm going under on eight just because of, it's a huge adjustment from them year over year with relatively little improvement on their roster from last year to this year, in my opinion. They keep drafting the same position every year. Like they don't expand uh, yeah. the roster. Yeah. Defensive lineman. All right, yeah. let's all oh, We like this defensive tackle. Yeah, good for you. You got four of them now. Yeah, man, like it yeah. never ends. You have corners that yeah, you have you have cornerbacks that can't cover wide receivers. Drafting Nick Bose is not gonna help you fix that problem. Like I know that like there is surely there is a correlation between being able to rush the passer and being able to stop the pass. But at some point you have to have position. You, you, you have to have talent in your secondary. If you're going to compete for wins in today's NFL, you have to, or else, you know, the teams like the Rams, uh, you know, it, Oh, I would be fascinating to see a team like the Cardinals up against the Niners this year, you know, with their air raid system, spreading it out, throwing it against Are that they team. Too low it's going to be, I can't wait to see it. We've only got two minutes, so, but, you know, yeah, it's tough. Yeah, probably. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, if, if, listen, yeah. if it yeah. was four and a half, Cam, if it was four and a half, was, ah. You'd be smashing yeah, it. That's yeah. A, that's ah, I'd be look. in the boat with yeah, my fishing reel. Look. I'd be like, ah, they're reeling me in. Like, yeah, yeah, right. Right, uh, right Seattle right. at eight they, and a half, guys, though. Yeah. I think Seattle, I think Carroll has another run left in him. He's I not agree. done yet. Russell Wilson has some younger talent around him now. Baldwin's gone. But now Lockett's going to be the guy. Lockett's a fantasy steal guys this year. Lockett's your guy. Um, I'm not that big on Metcalf, to be honest. But I'm not going to bury the kid before I see him play in the NFL. Um, no, I, I, you know, I just think eight and a half. I, be, be, I think people are underselling your Seahawks cam a little bit here. I agree 100%. Seattle's actually, I think Metcalf's going to do better than people think. He's going to be huge in the red zone. I think Seattle wins nine games in that uh, division. Just gets over the number. Race nine, Cam, Saratoga. Yeah, yeah, I was. Got, I, I love the four horse, the jockey, but uh, this is a bad race. A lot of scratches. I'll give you something for the final race, Marenzi. Full field. <laughs> I'm going to go take a look at it right now. <laughs> Whale cap. Yeah. yeah, Saratoga always does yeah. that. It really bothers me. A lot of these New York tracks, they, they scratch a lot of horses. Like, not, this was supposed to be a nine-horse field, only five ran. Ridiculous. It's not yes, even, it happened, it happened all week, actually. Um, Crazy. Whale Capper, you can follow him on Twitter at uh, whale underscore capper. Uh, you can listen to his podcast, see his videos and everything else. Uh, ch- check him out on Twitter. You'll get all the links. Whale Capper, excellent insight as always. Thanks a lot for the time. Oh, always a pleasure, fellas. Best of luck. Have a good one, buddy. Whale Capper. Great stuff. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. 
very much, Yang. All right, game time decisions. Red Heat Radio Radio continues. FanDuel, Sportsbook, at uh, Metal Ads Racetrack. And as uh, you see the commercial, if you're watching our video feed uh, for the Metal Ads, Seafood uh, Fest is coming up here, Cam. That's uh, right for in the, my uh, house. Yeah, Seafood. The sixth annual Seafood for the uh, Hamiltonian um, uh, qualifications. Big race here. Uh, big, some big races for this. you you got to come down here once again uh, for this stuff, especially now that uh, you know we got the studio set up and everything. Um, exactly. But six six annual food truck, seafood festival. Uh, so listen to this. It's pretty good. Uh, um, join us for the six annual food truck. Featured seafood, raw bar in the backyard and rooftop ter- uh, terrace. Carnival concessions. I like the names of the, the truck here. All surf, no turf. <laughs> yeah. Two guys catering. Delicious barbecue. Angry Archie's. The mozzarella god, star of the sea seafood, little bite of paradise, magic Mike smoked meats, taco holics, Chief J Latin dragon food truck, uh, farm to truck, Latin bites, dog concessions, house of cupcakes. Thirty nine ninety five is all you can eat. You get the buffet. Yeah, you get the buffet from all of the above. For an extra, you're gonna like this cap. For an extra twenty dollars per person, add in a uh, a pound and a half of pound and a half of lobster. Oh yeah, why not? So, sold. I love lobster. I know you're and, not really. You're more. You're more of a and, uh, fried shrimp guy. Yeah, yeah, I'll be popping the shrimps. And I guess you know, I've never really had a fish taco before, but they seem to be popular. Uh, oh, they're very popular. I like them. Um. This is, man, too bad. We got to get clam chowder down here for this. They're having a clam chowder uh, festival. Ooh. It's a contest. The clam chowder cook-off. <laughs> That's great. I love clam chowder. Winner gets $500. Definition of seafood chowder. A type of soup or stew that contains seafood, fish, shrimp, clams, crabs, oysters, lobster. Yep. With additional flavorings. Love. Yep. I love them all. There's not one the I don't chowder, like. The chowder must contain seafood. All types of seafood and combinations are allowed. The chowder can contain any combination of vegetables as long as it contains seafood. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Couldn't catch the live show? Yes. Make sure to download our podcast at the FNTSY Sports Network Audio Boom channel. Oh, super. I got great news, guys. It's the news update from Game Time Decisions. News, 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 news. Hey, everybody. I'm Cam with your fantasy sports news update. Chris Sale, wow. This one seems a little bit weird, but he won his first game at Fenway Park in over a year. Sounds crazy, but it's true. Sale and two relievers combined on a two-hitter. He had also had 12 Ks, a fantasy god today as the Boston Red Sox took out the Jays 5 to nothing. Busy afternoon in Major League Baseball. We'll get you to the scoreboard right now, Yanks and Rays. We're tied at two in this ball game right now. We got uh, some other games, too. And in the Boston game, a couple interesting notes, too. 
Raphael Devers tied Gary Sheffield's record for single-season RBIs versus one team. Devers had a three-run bomb. He's now had 28 RBIs versus the Jays this year. Insane. The Red Sox getting more good news, too. Nathan Eovaldi is coming back to the team. He's going to work out of the bullpen versus Baltimore this week. Kansas City beat the Chicago White Sox today. White Sox ice cold, 7-6 the final. Keller the win. Detweiler the loss. Ian Kennedy the save. Philly slipping past the Dodgers, uh, 7-6 RBI. Uh, Bryce Harper had two RBIs. Hector Neris picks up the save for the Phillies. Kevin Anderson, he had a walk-off single in the bottom of the ninth. And Miami, they beat San Diego 4-3. to Let's take a look at the other games, how they shake down and the betting lines tonight. <clears throat> game two, Yankees and Rays was slated for 7:05. Might be a little bit later due to the rain delay in the first game. Two at 7:10. Detroit at Cleveland. Indians minus 228 and a half. Boyd versus Bauer. San, St. Louis and Cincinnati. Reds laying 25 cents. Pence uh, is your total. Hudson versus Rourke. We got 7:20 action. Washington laying 35 cents at Atlanta. Good one. Strasburg versus Tehran. Total nine and a half. Eight ten. Oakland at Minnesota. Twins minus 130. Ten and a half. Fires and Gibson. 907. We got the Houston Astros minus 150 at the Halos. Ten is your total. Miley versus Harvey. 940 action. Milwaukee at Arizona. D-backs 15 cent favorites. Nine and a half. Davies versus Kelly at a 945. We have the Mets in San Francisco. Red hot San Francisco minus 120. Syndergaard versus Bumgarner, a great matchup there, seven and a half total. Opening round of the 148th Open Championship from Royal Portrush in Northern Ireland. Lots of uh, good, bad, and ugly here. J.B. Holmes, the good, he's uh, leads at five under right now, a sizzling 66. Ireland, Shane Lowry, everyone thought it was Rory, but Shane Lowry getting it done for the Irish. One shot back, minus four. Host of other heavy hitters at minus three. The bad Tiger Woods looking rusty. He says he's sore. A 7 over 78 today. Tiger Woods was beat down. The ugly Rory McIlroy today. He took a quadruple bogey on the first hole, an 8 on a par 4. Shot an 8 over 79. Wow. Unbelievable stuff. Rory said it wasn't the pressure. His just game was crap. Uh, Mr. Major Brooks Kapka, solid 3 under. John Rahm, 3 under. World number 2, Dustin Johnson, 1 over. Rest of the PGA Tour, the Barbasol Championship in Kentucky. JT Poston, he leads after uh, minus 10 in his first round. Canadian Nick Taylor. He's one shot back at minus nine. NFL news. Melvin Gordon says his Charger teammates got his back. Gordon telling uh, everyone beforehand he would hold out if he didn't receive a new deal from the L.A. Chargers. And he says his teammates support him 100%. Gordon also said he's been getting tons of support from other running backs across the National Football League with his contract stance. He set there in 5.6 mil in 2019 on a fifth-year option for his rookie con- contract. He wants to be paid like the top two guys, Todd Gurley and Le'Veon Bell, who are the highest paid backs in the league with annual salaries of $14.38 million and $13.13, respectively. The Milwaukee Bucks, they're reportedly holding a meeting with recently waived uh, free agent J.R. Smith. Uh, Milwaukee in the market for a new shooting wing. Smith, a uh, 37.3% shooter from beyond the arc. Undrafted forward Nas Reed, he parlayed his solid summer league and got a deal with the Timberwolves today. The former LSU Tiger agreed on a four-year $6.1 million deal. He scored 12 points and added 5.4 boards in 18 minutes a game in the Summer League. It's official. The NHL Seattle franchise named Ron Francis as its team's inaugural GM there. Should be a lot of fun. Ronnie Francis, one of the best in the game with the Whalers and the Carolina Hurricanes, helped build uh, the Carolina franchise that made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Alex Ovechkin, the grade eight, will be serving as NHL ambassador to China. We got uh, MLS soccer tonight, too. Uh, DC United at FC Cincinnati. Cincy plus 130, the favorites. Orlando. They take on Portland at 10 p.m. on the West Coast. Portland, the Timbers, minus 185. And we got one in the CFL tonight. Argos in Calgary. Uh, Stampeders at home, minus 12 and a half. Over under 52 and a half game time just after 9 o'clock in WNBA final. 
Uh, L.A. beats Dallas 69-64 to is the final with the ladies on the hardwood. I'm Cam Stewart. Gabe Morency hosts the second hour of Red Heat and Rage Radio. We'll break down the betting board and talk some sports. So stick around, everybody. Hour two of Red Heat and Rage Radio coming up now. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game time decisions. All right, level two. Game time decisions, ready to raise our radio. I'm Gabriel Prince, closing out of federal sportbook, metal edge, our racetrack, and Stewart kicking it in uh, Toronto. Uh, New York Yankees and the Tampa Bay Rays are tied at two. They're in the fifth inning, and of course, last night they postponed the uh, the game. They made it a uh, a double header. They made it a double header, and um, they started the game at three o five, or they were supposed to start yeah, the game at three o five. Late, late. But there was another delay. So now, Cam, for people that have tickets to tonight's game, they're going to show up to the park right now, and they're not going to be allowed in. They're going to have to linger outside for the next two hours because <laughs> it's only the fifth inning right now. Yeah. Oh, I know. It, that, this game got started around 4 o'clock because I need Tampa Bay plus one and a half to finish off a parlay. So I'm. what the hell are these guys doing? You brought up a great point last night. Play the damn game. So now you postpone it. You take a chance. And now this game's postponed. This second game probably won't get going the way the, the Yankees. These guys foul tip more balls than anybody. They'll be starting at, what, 8, 30, 9 o'clock. Enjoy your night. It's supposed to rain again tonight, too. <laughs> oh, that would, that would, I almost kind of, I don't want to be a dick, but I kind of want it to. No, 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 like, I, it's just, yeah. <laughs> I, people would go ballistic, though. There'd be, a, I got to be honest with you, that's, uh, it, it might be the straw that break the camel's back there. Like, people are going to no, be no, like, a lot of angry New Yorkers in the Bronx right now, outside of Yankee Stadium. What do you mean I can't go in yet? This, yeah, the uh, cops are going, sitting, uh, people are sitting busy. in the seat. Yeah, yeah, people are sitting in the seat, right? Like, because if you had tickets to the game last night, you didn't get tickets to tonight's game. They already sold tickets to tonight's game. You Correct. get tickets to the makeup game. You get tickets. <laughs> Most Major League Baseball teams, though, they don't tell you, listen, you get screwed if you don't come to the game tomorrow. You can trade the ticket in for another game down the road uh, like as that. well. Yeah. But, you know, it's always like a bad, you know, you, you you're getting the Minnesota Twins. You're getting the Kansas City Royals. You're not getting the Red Sox or the Astros or something yeah. like that. Yeah, no, no, no offense. This series, this series versus the Rays, they're a good team, but they're not a huge draw compared to some other teams. But yeah, no. it's pretty crazy, Francie. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Listen, here. Aaron Boone. Aaron Boone went on an epic tirade um, on the umpire. We can't play it though, and he's actually mic'd up. Uh, we can't play it though because there's just too many f bombs. I was going to say, you know what? It's it's not us that did it. Yeah, man, we're just reporting yeah. the news. But it's pretty, it's over the top. Like every second word, he's dropping an F up. <laughs> but it's it's pretty epic, actually. Like he rips, he really rips. It's like old school. Like he, it's like he, he channeled Earl Weaver and stuff. Like, yeah, you know, he really ripped this, <laughs> this up hard. Um, so we got some Major League Baseball. Uh, tonight, although I got to tell you, man, baseball has really upset me this week. As I'm did you, the, M- the MLS. I don't even want to hear MLS. I'd rather almost like have an STD than bet on the MLS right now. I'm going to tell you, if you're going to spend some days there, ponies are going to be your new friend because you can do a little with a lot. That's uh, we'll, we'll figure it out. 
I do like the CFL game tonight. Who do you like? Horses or the Argonauts? I'll tell tell people on the other side. Good call. Tease them. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Decisions ready for our radio level two fantasy sports our radio networks tune in iheart sportsgrid.com everything else uh, in between uh, we're about um, 12 minutes uh, to post race 10 at saratoga i see the uh, the horses coming out right now cam and i hate laying chalk but i gotta tell you man that 1a horse man looks like a beast oh, yeah. yeah that 1a horse is a beast i'm also <clears throat> considering i'm looking at the 14 right now uh maybe the 12 i might put what's the one together. a thing right now i just said that's uh, a three to two or five to two it's three to two that right? says five to five to two i uh, my tv's pretty far five to that's two plus, yeah it's not so plus bad 250 not bad that's yeah, all right that's okay let's take a look here uh i'll tell you what i see in this race saratoga 10 minutes to post you got oh, a great five jockey. is five is I, five to two also yeah irad ortiz is on the one horse timely tradition the five uh, his brother, isn't that interesting too? Uh, uh, yeah, Jose Ortiz, uh, three to one there. The 14, Javier Castellano. Yeah, I think I'm gonna, I might take a shot with the 14, but I, I, this, this race is a lot of quality there. You see that, you see the tote board, Gabe, like it's no like even money. Everybody's like plus 250, three to one, four. It's a very competitive race. There are seven scratched horses in this race. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Like it's, yeah, it's like unbelievable. I'm looking at it going scratch, scratch, two, scratch, scratch. Two. <laughs> the two's a scratch, the three's a scratch, Four. the four's a scratch, the seven's a scratch, the eight's a scratch, the nine's a scratch, the ten's a scratch. Scratch eleven. Yep, everybody. This makes it tough though, because all these horses are pretty good, and now there's not a lot of them on the track, you know? Good point. Yeah, I just I just hit one at Del Mar. I had the nine horse. It's funny the way life works. I went very, very small on it, like the minimum, and I won, and other things that I like and went harder, I lose. But uh maybe it's a life lesson. Just cool your jets and just uh, take a little bit at a time. <laughs> We've had we have this speech. Uh, it seems to be real, really true. But we don't follow what we preach, yeah. do we? Instead of Benny <laughs> and the Jets, Cammy and the Jets. Got to got to slow the Jets. Uh, all right, Yankees <laughs> just took a three-two lead. Um, yeah, man, they're, they're playing again later. You got Charlie Morton versus uh, TBD. We'll get to that. And I got to you know, Cam, me and Cam are going to be on again at eight o'clock. Dane Martinez is yep. going to join us for the first hour. Mike Blewett for the second hour. And I bet we'll you have that CFL, Gabe. We'll have yeah, live CFL. That game's at 9 o'clock, so at least we'll get the first uh, quarter in a bit. We can have some fun there instead of just doing baseball. Also, Gabe, I'm going to go over uh, during the hour oh, break between golf. the show yeah. some golf. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. I'm going to I'm gonna give you, like, guys, for you in-game players, it's actually I'm in a really good spot right now because who did we like, Gabe? Your boy Dan Daly like Kepka. I got Rom. They're the two favorites in the tournament right now, so we can kind of spread it around and try to – you know what I mean? Like really hammer the field, and then we can have like five or six guys going into Sunday and really uh, try to uh, you know corner this thing. So I'll give you three three to five guys to look out for 
uh, live during the show. We'll do some uh, yeah, we'll, nice live betting. Well, that's the thing. The show is in-game live, so we'll hit the in-game numbers for the golf. But So, yeah, yeah. that Rays-Yankees game, the, the second leg of the doubleheader, this will probably start uh, essentially um, when eight. we start at 8, eight, eight o'clock. Yeah. I, it'll be right around then probably. All right, Detroit at Cleveland. Cleveland have been monster favorites, uh, Cam, on a nightly basis. Tonight, it's minus 225 currently right now here at the duel. Um, Trevor Bauer on the hill here tonight against uh, Matthew Boyd. How come the, How come Cleveland aren't like minus 275, 300 like they have been every night tonight? Yeah, it's kind of because Boyd's, I think, better than all the other guys that they've thrown out. The Turnbulls of the world, the Zimmermans, like those guys are really bad pitchers. I think Boyd is a decent pitcher on a bad team. Um, Cleveland, we have to be careful, Gabe. It's one of those things, like, I actually did one smart thing last night. I live bet the Baltimore Orioles, and that's the thing. It's funny the way life works. How have I won games this week with the teams like the Miami Marlins and the Baltimore Orioles? And that's, you know, uh, these bad teams win games. I'm just saying um, this number looks a little bit suspect to me. I'd be very, very careful. Like, if you're going to take Cleveland, parlay it, because if they lose in that juice, there's – Gabe, doesn't it smell like an odor, like a bad fish lingering in the garbage can? Like, there's something weird about that game. I agree with you, though. Boyd's okay, but the way Cleveland's playing, I probably would have made that number 40 cents higher. I got to tell you, Cam, it smells like the dumpster outside the Meadowlands uh, the day after uh, Seafood's (laughs) Fest. Yeah, exactly. Um, Exactly. Yeah, I don't know. There's a trappish feel about the game. Sure is. St. Louis, St. Louis at Cincinnati. Dakota Hudson takes on Tanner Rourke uh, tonight. Cincinnati Reds uh, hosting uh, St. Louis. Uh, total uh, right now is an even 10. Cincinnati Reds are minus 122. Cardinals are plus 106. Um, this is an interesting game, Gabe. Who, who, who do you trust? Like uh, an under, uh, like the Cardinals are underachieving, the Reds at home. Neither of them. No, not neither of them. If I, if I were to bet the game, I'd take Cincinnati. It's only 25 cents. I don't trust Hudson on the road. I think the Cardinals are an uh, overrated baseball team right now. Rourke's okay. I'm going to pass on this game, though. I don't want to lay juice with Cincinnati. So we're going to be disciplined tonight. Maybe we'll get a piece of it. If St. Louis goes up like one to nothing and we can get the Reds, you know, plus 150 or do something with that game during the live show, that'll be something I'm considering. But I'm going to lay off before it starts. Joey Votto, just three for 24. Um, since the All-Star uh, game. Yeah. All right. Other games on, on the board here this evening. Uh, big, uh, big series. Washington at Atlanta. We talk about Atlanta never getting respect from the odds maker. And here we are in a similar situation. We have the better baseball team um, as home underdogs. Plus 126, the Atlanta Braves. Yep. Washington Nationals are minus 144. Over under is 10. Strasburg on the hill here tonight, Cam. Yeah, we have a change of pitcher for the Atlanta Braves, too. It was originally Tehran, Gabe. I see uh, Wright, yeah, yeah. Wright, Wright's in for the Braves tonight. That's, that's uh, correct. Lines, a buck 55 for Washington. Total 10, as you mentioned. Uh, I have a lean to the Washington Nationals in this game with Strasburg. I think they're starting to find their stride. Betting against Atlanta is one of those things. It's more of a, a play against Wright rather than, you know, like, I, I like Atlanta. I think they're a very good baseball team at home. How's Wright going to pitch, though? I'll tell you one thing. Washington has a significant uh, starting pitching advantage in this game. So, Eileen Strasburg. And one thing about Major League Baseball, man, the schedule shows no mercy to anybody. 
Remember, Cam, the Atlanta Braves were on the West Coast. They Remember, we talked earlier in the week. I'm like, man, they're kind of in a tough spot. They go to Milwaukee. They finally get home right now. So this is that dreaded first home game uh, back. Meanwhile, Washington uh, lost last night uh, to Baltimore, but they've been playing some good baseball, 7-3 in their last 10 baseball games. I lean with the Washington Nationals as well. Don't love it. Um, Oakland, one of the hottest teams in baseball right now, 14-3 and three in their last uh, 17 games. But they, they were at home for the most part. I mean, they've been at home for a long time. Now they go on the road. And uh, our boy Fires Cam, this guy has been on fire, man. He's pitched really, really well over the last uh, two months. Uh, you got Minnesota, who got beat up by the Mets over the last couple of games. Yeah, it's uh, Minnesota starting to feel Cleveland. Like, Cleveland's making a little bit of moves. They dominate Detroit. They're getting closer in the standings, Marantzi. I'll tell you, man, uh, maybe uh, Minnesota's starting to grip their uh, bats a little bit tight. But uh, at home with Gibson, I think they should be able to, to right the ship. 25 cents seems like a, a good price. My initial lean is Minnesota. I got to tell you something. I'm not I'm not really uh, feeling this uh, board too much either. I think it's a very, very difficult no. night. I like uh, one game, but it's at the bottom. We'll wait. We'll go in order. Gibson, uh, Gibson has been out of tune uh, in the post-All-Star uh, break. Uh, second shortest uh, start of the year, three and two-thirds innings uh, at Cleveland. Um, he gave up three runs. One of them earned. He only has one quality start over the last uh, six uh, starts. Um, you know, he struggled a little bit. You get um, you get a red-hot Atlanta team coming in here. Uh, Oakland, excuse me. And Oakland's a pretty good road team, too, Cam. 24 and 21 on the road. Tough game. Like you said, man, it's a tough board here tonight. It's really, really tough. tough. Real. I would tough. have, yeah. Like I, yeah. I know what I like. A tough I'm one, actually, <laughs> I, 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 yeah, we'll, we'll go, we'll go in order. The next game's Houston, but Gabe, I think I might play a total. Like, there's only like three or three things in baseball that I'm looking at right now, so it's tough, man. I'm not just gonna bet these games for the for the sake of betting them, right? We got to find something that we like, and you know, we'll see what happens. Tough board. <laughs> All right, we'll take a quick break. On the other side, we'll take a look at this uh, Houston and Angels game, and and more. We'll also get into the. Uh, Get into the CFL game. Toronto Argonauts and Calgary Stampeders. Wade Miley on the hill here tonight against Matt Harvey. Astros kicked the crap out of them uh, last night. We got uh, Milwaukee in Arizona. All that and more. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Fantasy football season is now upon us. It's season-long drafts in full swing. Roto Experts has you covered with their NFL 365 fantasy football package, including the best math-based seasonal projections and rankings anywhere on the Internet. Davis Maddock and the Roto Experts provide dynasty season-long betting, best ball, and NFL draft content every day of the year to give you an edge regardless what type of fantasy football you play. Save 10% at rotoexperts.com with the promo code FNTSY. That's 10% off with the promo code FNTSY. The NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, only at rotoexperts.com. 
Uh, thanks, Cam. And as I mentioned earlier, when we were talking briefly about the Seattle Seahawks, uh, as far as fantasy football is concerned, I think um, I think Lockett is poised to have a big year uh, this time. year. Baldwin no longer there. He's going to be the number one number one guy. Yeah, they're going to want to want to run the football, but uh, still, I think Lockett's going to make uh, make some plays. All right, Cam. So we have Houston and the Angels. Uh, Houston looking for the split and. Houston were struggling a little bit going into the All-Star game, right? But, you know, it's tough for a team like Houston when they're a million games up. They've been to the World Series, the World Series champions. You know, know, they had a lot of injuries. But now, Cam, that the Oakland Athletics have been on such a tear, they've cut the lead to four and a half games. I think it's piqued uh, Houston's uh, interest a little bit. So I would expect uh, the Astros to show up uh, tonight. So you got Wade Miley versus Matt Harvey. Harvey's uh, back. He had uh, back issues. He actually pitched okay when he came back. But you look at the Astros' bats. Altuve's starting to come alive uh, right now. Springer is hot right now. The the Astros' bats came alive last night. Wade Miley and Matt Harvey. The only thing with this game, I thought the number would be a little shorter. Um, Mike Trout does return tonight. I thought the number would be a little bit shorter than minus 156, though, uh, for Houston. Yeah, I lo- I'm looking at Houston, but I'm not going to pull the trigger. There's something about this game that scares me a little bit. What are you going to get with Harvey? Wade Miley, you know, he's, he's been pretty decent for the Houston Astros, but the Angels have played these guys tough, Marenzi, except for the final game, and you know who was on the hill, Cole. He, uh, you know, he, he puts a stopper to things. That's what an ace does. I think I'm going to pass on this baseball game. Got a weird feeling maybe the Angels show up, but I'm not going to bet Matt Harvey, so I'm going to pass on this game. I'm leaning with the Astros, but I'm being very selective. I'm thinking I might just bet the football game uh, exactly. tonight, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yankees Yankees are now up 5-2, although I'm not, I'm not, you know, I, I'm willing, you know, we'll, we'll get to the football game, uh, but I'm not opposed to using a football game and a baseball game or two in a, in a parlay, uh, but I you know there's there's just nothing on the board so far that really screams at me. Um, Milwaukee and Arizona, your Milwaukee Brewers who have won the last couple of games against uh, the Atlanta Braves. Zach Davies uh, tonight on the hill against uh, Merrill Kelly in Arizona. Yeah, this game, Gabe. I'm going with the the total. I'm taking the over. Arizona's hitting the ball really really well right now. You saw what they did in Texas, Milwaukee. To Merrill Kelly, he's a stiff. Zach Davies is uh, a guy that pitched well earlier. He's come down to earth. What's the total? Ten. I gotta believe both teams can at least put up five runs tonight. I gotta go on the oh, I, I, sorry, nine and a half. Yes, over is what I'm gonna be betting on this game. Give me the over. Zach Davies has pitched well though, Cam. At the start of the year, lately he's been kind of meh, but no, he's he's overachieved. But I'm. Oh, I, listen. I, yep. Yeah, that was Zach Davies. Zach Davies pitched. Uh, he's, he's pitched pretty well uh, as of late. I know. Listen, it's hard to bet an under in, in Major League Baseball. Numbers uh, are right good. now. Yep. I mean, yeah. Every every second damn pitch is a freaking home run, and even games that appear to be staying under the number end up going over. All right, here. Let me switch over here. I'll get you. Uh, yeah, you're yeah, right. No, Zach, yes, I, yeah, no, no. He only had a couple. Let me see. What was the game? Yeah, you're right. Lately, His last three hmm. starts have been solid. Oh, they sure have been. Wow. Okay, yeah. So I was looking at the stretch. Four third, runs, third five straight, runs. No de- yeah, he's third good. straight, no decision. After yep. allowing only one earned run, 
Um, he's got a 0 5 earned run average with just one extra base hit allowed over his last three starts, which have been 16 and a third uh, inning uh, work. Um, he hasn't faced uh, Arizona since uh, 2017. Now, on the other end of the equation here, Mer- the, the uh, insurance firm of Merrill Kelly uh, lost oh, his third straight decision on Saturday, giving up four runs, uh, five strikeouts over five innings. He's got a, a 3.68 earned run average over his last uh, four starts, going across 22 innings. This is the first time he's faced Milwaukee. God damn, another freaking tough baseball game to pick. It is. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm going to take the over and hope for the best. And you're, you actually surprised me. Like some of Davey's starts, yeah, the inning where he gave up six runs at two and a half. But you're right. The last three starts have been pretty decent. So uh, it, it's a very tough baseball game. Arizona swinging the bats. I'm, I'm going to pass. But the, the final game, Gabe, I will have an opinion on the, the last one. But I am taking the over in Milwaukee, Arizona, over nine and, and a half. this this final game is the New York Mets. And the uh, San Francisco Giants, couple of aces on the hill here tonight. We've got Noah Syndergaard and Madison Bumgarner. Two pitchers, actually, that have been rumored to be traded, potentially. I don't know yeah. if the Mets I don't know if the Mets will pull the trigger on, on trading Syndergaard. There'll be a lot of bad publicity so. around them. And San Francisco's interesting. Word is that they're still listening to offers for Bumgarner right now. There's a new hard trade deadline in Major League Baseball. So that's on July 31st. Yep. Bumgarner has pitched well. But the thing is, even though they're 47 and 49, they're right in the playoff mix right now, San Francisco. And I, like I know, that. I don't know if it would be foolhardy for them not to just sort of rebuild for the future. But like you and I talked about yesterday, and I've been bringing this up over the last couple of games and days that they keep on winning games. To me, you almost owe it to Bruce Bochy to give this guy a puncher chance on the way out. If he's got a red-hot team, don't break the team up. I'm with you. Uh, this is the thing. People fade teams after the road trip. They went to Coors, which is a very unique place to play. Now they come home. But I got to believe that San Francisco's feeling good about themselves in this spot. It's only 20 cents. They're playing good baseball. The Mets had a nice series against... Uh, Minnesota, I got to give them credit too, but I'm going to take the hometown Giants, Gabe. They're on a they're on yep. a tootsie roll right now. I, I got to take a shot, small play with uh, Bumgarner. I'm not saying it's a lock. There's a lot of things that when you look at trends and travel that aren't favored, uh, that favoring uh, the Giants. But I'm going to tell you, I think with Bumgarner and only laying just barely over a pick'em, I think I'm in. I'm going to take a shot with the San Francisco Giants tonight. I agree with you. We have the two hottest teams in baseball right now. Both uh, come from the Bay Area. The Oakland Athletics are 14 and three in their last 17 games. Mm-hmm. The San Francisco Giants are 12 and two now in their last 14. You have a 12 and two team with their best pitcher on the hill, laying minus 120 on their home field. There's a lot to like about the situation here. I got to tell you as well, uh, Bumgarner has pitched very well um, against uh, the Mets. How well, Cam? Six and zero oh with an ERA of uh, an even two. Six like and zero, and in fact, and in fact, he's the the Giants are eight and one in Bumgarner's nine starts against uh, the Mets. Hey Gabe, are but, you uh, near? Are you near Saratoga? The TV, my uh, my my converter's a piece of sh- uh, it's a it's junk. Uh, I bet yeah, the fourteen is that race has it gone has it gone on yet or no? Yeah, yeah, it's done. It's a replay right now. Who won? 
I'll like let you know in a second here. Okay, thanks. I, I'm, yeah, we're on San Francisco. It's unbelievable and, trying to get the. God. And I was going to say, I'll let you know in a minute here. Is a replay. And, and they're going around. Can't see the numbers. Well, it looks like contact between these two horses. Photo finish. Oh, I, I like the 1A too. 1-1? One, one? It was the 1A is in second. It's a photo finish. I can't. Uh, the 5-1. Five, the 5-1? Five five yeah. Interesting. No. So I want five my back. Five and five one, one A. Yeah, five one, one, A. one A. Where did four where yeah, I got five one and fourteen. Did fourteen come third? I hit a trioctor if he did. Yeah, it was five, one A and one. That's the trifecta. Ah, okay, I don't know. Okay. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. Uh so what are we gonna do with oh, this uh, football uh, oh, game oh, tonight? That was that was the last race too at Saratoga. Yep. <laughs> It was the last race. It just kicked uh, immediately right into Woodbine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're quick on the converter there. Horse players don't screw around. Trust me, I used to uh, work. Yeah, yeah. They Thirty-six get angry minutes. Real quick. Thirty-six minutes to race one at Woodbine. Um, all right. Yeah. So listen, Noah Syndergaard though has also pitched well. I think the under could be worth a look here in this baseball game. You know, listen, they're not giving us any any. Uh, they're not giving us a free pass. It's seven and a half, but. We talk about Bumgarner, how well he's been pitching. Syndergaard is 4-0 and uh, with a 3.82 earned run average over his last five starts. He's recorded nine strikeouts and zero walks in a seven-inning effort against the Miami. Um, active batters, San Francisco uh, giant batters that have faced Syndergaard before have an average of 182, zero extra base hits, and 77 at-bats. Wow. I know this Met lineup, man, they put up 14 runs yesterday. Last night, it's a tough spot, Cam, though, coming from Minnesota as well. I, I agree. mean, look, San Francisco were only in Colorado. That's not that bad. And that was a day game yesterday. So they get back to the, you know, they're in the West, man. Call Denver to San Francisco, not that bad. Meanwhile, you get the Mets. Mets riding a four-game win streak right now. Leaving Minnesota, going to the West Coast. They got Syndergaard on the hill here tonight. I like the San Francisco Giants in this game. And I think uh, I think the under is worth a look at seven and a half, even though it's low. Yeah, I'm all over. I think that we got I think we have to just ride the Giants out. The shame that we weren't on them before, Marenzi, when they were on, like because they're on a Tootsie roll. What do they want? Nine of their last uh, 11? Like these guys are just they're feeling it right now. And 12 in the last 14, 12 and 15. Well, yeah, they're, they're, it's unbelievable. So, you know what? we got to ride this hot streak out. I, even they're back home. I think the fans are excited. A lot to like with the Giants right now. All right, we'll hit the uh, the CFL and a little golf uh, on the yep. other side. The MLS could go F itself. Game time decisions. Red Heat Bridge Radio continues. FanDuel, Meadowlands. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Right. Game time decisions continues. 
Vinny and Rage on Radio. I'm David Morenci. Vinny uh, Cam will be back at 8 o'clock Eastern. In-game live. Uh, we'll be throwing it down uh, tonight from 8 till 10. Dave Martinez uh, will join us. Mike Blewett will step up and in. We'll uh, be breaking down the in-game uh, CFL contest that kicks off a little after uh, 9 o'clock uh, tonight. The Calgary Stampeders and the Toronto Argonauts. Cam, you know, before I looked at the point spread for this football game, I knew yep. the who was. I knew like you know who was playing. I knew it was uh, Toronto at Calgary uh, tonight. Mm-hmm. I thought the line would be seventeen. When you consider the way that the Argonauts have played this year, I was thinking, you know what, it'll probably be about sixteen and a half, seventeen points. Um, it came in lower than I expected. At 11 and a half, 12, I see it's up to 12 and a half uh, right now. Now, the fact is, I'm not, you know, Calgary have been burning money this year. I mean, they lost outright. Uh, Calgary did in week one, we know. Um, Calgary lost last week against Hamilton as well. They had the big comeback when, um, when they were down to BC, but they didn't cover the number. So Calgary have only covered one game this year out of four. Bo Levi Mitchell's been placed on the on the injured list. Uh, he's going to be out for another another yep, four Arbuckle. six weeks. It's a uh, Nick Arbuckle time now. Arbuckle he's struggled good. last week a bit. He's okay. Now he was under pressure, you know, but I think he'll be much better at home uh, tonight. And quite frankly, this uh, Toronto Argonaut defense is terrible, Cam. I mean, they couldn't tackle a, a Pop Warner football team. There's, you know, the, the Argo defense gives up 40.5 points a game. Calgary's had a frustrating start to the year. I think Calgary bolt raced them tonight and smacked them in the mouth. <laughs> well, we're on opposite sides. I took the points with the Argos. Oh. Uh, uh, so anyway, what, hey, I can't change your, uh, you know, we can't change whatever. I'm not laying 13 points with this team at home after I saw the Saskatchewan game. Sure, they played pretty well against Hamilton and lost. You're right, Marenzi. Like I, I think a lot of I think a lot of action is going to be on Saskatchewan, Calgary. Saskatchewan, the Saskatchewan game, the Calgary uh, beat them 37-10. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Calgary beat them 37-10. I'm just telling you, it's too many points. The Argos were not as bad as people as, as you think in that Winnipeg game. They they lost. They uh, Winnipeg scored a late touchdown to cover a teaser. It's going to be tighter than people think. I think they lose by like a touchdown, 13 points. They lost. Too many. The Argos hey, lost. I'm by just telling 20, you, they lost by 27 I'm not, points. I'm not, I'm not laying 13 points with Calgary. I don't care if they're going to boat race them or whatever. I think the Argos are the play tonight. We agree to disagree. They're a bad team, but it's too many points. It's a lot of points. I'm just going to uh, note that they've lost 64-14, so they lost by 50 points in week one. They did. They They lost by by 25 points in week two. They did? They lost by one to BC. Week three, they battled against a putrid, pathetic BC Lions yep. team. Agree with that. And, and then they followed that up uh, by losing by 27. Like I said, I I think the number's too short here tonight. Yeah, I, I like the Argos. Argos plus 20 and over in a teaser too. Like I I don't think I don't think Calgary blows them out. And I'm looking at the history here. I remember once Toronto did play them tough. And they, they beat them a couple of years ago at home. Uh, but if you look at, like, recent results, you know, Calgary beat them last year 38-16 in Calgary. Um, you and I were at the game last year, if you remember. Calgary beat them 41-7 when they killed Ricky Ray. Oh, yeah. Um, 
Toronto beat them, you know, the uh, 27-24 the year before that was. But Calgary 23-7, Calgary 41-24, Calgary 31-13, Calgary 48-20, Calgary 27-12. Like, Calgary owned these guys. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Calgary are 7-1 against the spread the last eight times they played the Argos. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, numbers don't, uh, they don't look very good on the side. I, I just think but the Calgary's, are... Calgary's defense isn't that good this year, so there could be points in this game as well. I think there yeah, should be like, some points. Well, for you then, if if you want to do this, like I, 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 the game's going to middle probably because Calgary should win by seven, and, and not, I don't think the Argos are going to lose by 20. So if you wanted to, if you wanted to do that teaser, that line becomes what is it? Is the total fifty two flat right now at forty five? That seems very low, because the Argos are still going to get some points tonight. Forty five is a low total, don't you think? So you can either take Calgary minus six over forty five or Toronto plus twenty over over forty five, right? <laughs> I, I would know, rather. You, the, you know, I you bring would... up yeah, you bring up a lot of points here with uh, with with the Argonauts. I know they're not a very good team. It just, I don't know, man. This uh, that Winnipeg game was like. Things got things got out of hand early in that game. Winnipeg's a and you would you not say Winnipeg's the best team in the CFL right now, Gabe? Yeah, I'm not going to disagree with that. I think they well, are Winnipeg, too. One thing though, Winnipeg though, we've seen this not just last. I agree, Winnipeg are a very good team this year, but we've seen this since this year with Winnipeg. They did this against, I think it was BC earlier in the year. They take the pedal off the metal in the they second do. half. I it's one thing that. to remember actually, and look who Winnipeg playing tomorrow. Like Winnipeg might be a first Ottawa. half team tomorrow. First Ottawa. half, like Winnipeg seemed to come out hot, and then they they, they get bored as the game goes on. it's yeah, it's just the thing with Toronto is they've been that bad, like they can't tackle. That's my deal with these guys. They can't tackle. It's like three to four to five times a game. Their secondary gets completely confused, and they get beat deep. Offensively, they can't throw the ball down the field because they can't protect the quarterback. So they just don't have enough time. Everything's like dink and dunk. They're, the Argonauts want to run the football and establish the run. You can't win running the football in the CFL. The field's too long. And another thing is you can't – it's hard to run the football when you're, you're losing 14 nothing after like the first three minutes every week too. Yeah, but yeah, I don't – it's not in my nature to want to lay the points, Cam, but I'm comfortable doing it here tonight. I think the Argos will show something. I think they'll, you know, they'll battle. They'll show some heart and stuff. But ultimately, I think uh, Calgary wins. Let's say, um, I don't know, forty-one twenty. Oh, that's one point too many, Gabe. <laughs> what for your teaser? For, forty twenty. Win by that's what you're point. doing, right? You're taking the Argos <laughs> plus nineteen and I'm, a half. I'm, right? I'm, I'm taking. I'm actually on my site. The, on my site, the Argos are plus thirteen and a half. I'm just going to make them plus fourteen, and I'm going to do a teaser. To the over with the with the Argos. So or yeah, and that the Calgary teaser actually looks too pretty good too. Like you get Calgary down to five and a half. Minus, yeah, yeah. What I, I, yeah, my book it's because uh, our Argos are inflated. It's for me it's six and a half over forty uh, five. That's still pretty good too. Um yeah, as far as the totals are concerned, so look, the try like I said, the Toronto Argonauts have had a hard time. The total is fifty two points. And if you look at the Argonauts um, they gave up 64 points in week one on their own. And they're two and two against the total. The thing with the Argonauts is their offense isn't very good. 
That's the concern. Now, the only reason these games have gone over is because their defense is so bad. And secondly, they're getting killed by so many points that it's hard not to score 21 points like when the other team's killing you in the CFL. You should you should be able to score a bit, right? So, you know, the total, listen, Cam, these totals freaking kill me all the time, right? I so, know, I know. Uh, I don't want to ruin it. When you're yeah. on the right side and then you're dicking around with the teaser, for me, I need the insurance because I do believe the game goes over and I like getting 20 points with the Argonauts. I actually think they lose the game tonight probably by, you know, like seven or eight. But, uh, yeah, we'll see, man. Uh, it's going to be an interesting game. Like, uh, you, you, you're right, though. Nick Arbuckle, he, at home, he'll be a little more comfortable. I just got to think that that Corey Chamberlain and these guys have some pride and they're, they're learning. I, I love the fact that Franklin's not quarterbacking. Bethel Thompson, at least, will grind. I think James Wilder will be a bigger part of the offense today. And uh, we'll see. And that's the only reason, Gabe, because I don't think Calgary's defense is very good. That's why I'm taking a shot with the Argos. I think both teams are going to score. That's 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 a good point as far as the total is concerned. If you look at Calgary, everybody's put up points on them, with the exception of Saskatchewan one week. Yeah. Uh, they gave up 32 points. They gave up uh, 32 in back-to-back weeks, actually. 64 points in the first two weeks of the season. Then they gave up 10 at Saskatchewan. Then last week, they gave up 30, although that was a little deceptive last week. Calgary's mm-hmm. um, Calgary's defense played pretty well, to be honest. There was a bunch of, like, kick returns and special teams plays last yeah, week in speedy, that football game. Speedy, speedy B went nuts, right? Yeah, yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah. I think he had two touchdowns. And, you know, to be honest, Calgary's offense wasn't great either. They scored a touchdown on a block punt, and I think they had a return, too. Yet, I, I think it gets there. If you look at, you know, they are 3-1 and one to the under the last four times they played. Look, Ken, the last time they played, it was 38-16. Mm-hmm. Seems sort of like that's that's what I'm looking at tonight. 38-16 gets us to 54. Yeah, you get, yeah, you hit, you. Yeah. I, that's I, that's the ballpark I'm looking at here. 38-16. So, so are you going to take. I said, uh, I said 41 Are you going to do both? Before. Are you going to do both Calgary minus five and a half over 45 and then take them uh, to 12 minus 12? You're getting 12 and a half instead of 13. I can't. And a half? That's a whole point. That's a, that's a good. That's interesting. You know? They don't let you tee CFL games here at FanDuel. So you got to just you just got to take you got to take the over and you got to take the side. Separately. Yeah. And I don't want to ruin it. Like, so I'm, uh, I'm thinking I'm going to put a little more. I'm going to put a little more on um, a little more on Calgary. Okay, that makes then, sense. Then the total. I'm worried that Toronto doesn't score, but they we'll should. Score. I think they're going to get some points tonight. Now, look, the way I, I look at this, will. too, like, look, so if I take if I take Calgary in the over, okay, if Toronto scores a bit, maybe Calgary doesn't cover, but that, that means it goes over the number, right? Like, what's the one sort of, and it wouldn't shock me if Calgary kicked the crap out of them and won 48-17 or something like that. What the one thing that would surprise me in this game would be if it was like a low scoring 9 9, 14 14 game. Yeah. Right? Wouldn't that surprise you as well? Yeah, I think Calgary wins 31 24 or 31 23. That's kind of what I think they're 34. So, would, so yeah, they cover, but it goes over the number. 34. Actually, my number, 34 23. It's like very, very close. I think they win 11 <laughs> points. 34 23 is my score. 
<laughs> See, that doesn't help me though. Then, <laughs> uh, yeah, it helps your over. It helps the over. I need to. Uh, yeah. I I kind of like. I'm starting to think I like the total more than the side now, Gabe. I think there's going to be points in this <laughs> game. We got to check the weather in Calgary. Hopefully, not too much wind. Nice, beautiful night. Uh, should be a good night for football there. We'll we'll check all the weather and all that stuff. But I think they can get there. So what are you going to do with the baseball? Baseball. Uh, it's. I'm going to be honest with you. I. I've been really nickel and dime ever since my first two nights. It's funny. I went bananas and got myself into a big hole. I've been grinding back, but still much work to be done. I like the over in the Milwaukee, um, uh, Arizona game over nine and a half. I, I like San Francisco with Bumgarner yeah, minus yeah. minus one fifteen. Line's gone down. Those are the two games that I'm looking at right now. And a lean to Washington and Strasburg. Argos plus fourteen. I have thirteen and a half. Bought the half point. Argos uh, plus twenty. Over uh, 20 and a half, over 45, Gabe. What do you got? Um, give me the San Francisco Giants as well. When, when do we end this show, Yager? When, when's the show over? I think in like one minute. Yeah, in one minute, buddy. Oh, it is. Hey, okay. I know Jason called, but Jason, you got to call a little earlier, uh, Jason. Um, we'll take your call. We'll take a few calls tomorrow's Friday. Yeah, give yep. me the San Francisco. Give me the San Francisco Giants. My side is 112. Give me the Mets and the Giants under seven and a half. Calgary Stampeders minus the points. Toronto Argonauts, Calgary over the number. Join me and Cam in one hour's time. Go eat some tacos, some pizza, do whatever it is you got to do. Be back in an hour, live in game. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Here's what you missed on Game Time Decisions. You heard the man, the raging redhead Cam Stewart. We're going to talk some uh, some golf, a uh, little Major League uh, Baseball, um, CFL football uh, tonight. Uh, point spread was 11 and a half uh, earlier this morning, uh, but uh, it's gone up, and uh, rightfully so, uh, I think. Uh, of course, uh, we've got the Open Championship. Uh, we spoke with Richard Garner uh, today, who dropped an F bomb on the morning <laughs> after uh, because he's all drunk on the uh, on that Irish uh, beer. It, it was it was it was pretty fast. It was hard hard to pick yeah. up. The raging redhead Cam Stewart, of course, has John Rom, who uh, right now uh, played uh, played a hell of a round in the first round and uh, is right in the mix uh, T three right now. What's up, Cam? What's happening, Gabe? I got to be honest with you. Rom actually at uh, in the back nine was horrible. He missed a couple four-foot putts for par, and uh, his irons got a little bit loose. But he was five under through nine. I was getting very, very excited. But you talk about it. Kepka's there. Rom's there. And what are we going to do? We, we, we're avoiding these guys that are favorites. Dustin Johnson won over. He could come back. Tiger Woods, eight over. Obviously not ready to play. This guy looked absolutely, he looked old today. And Rory McIlroy, he just was a quadruple bogey, comp, uh, compounding mistakes into bigger ones. He just took himself out of the tournament. So once again, you know what? We got to focus on guys like Kepka because you know when the majors roll around, he's the guy that you want to have money on. A lot of heavyweights are um, are lurking uh, right yeah. now. J.B. Holmes um, is the one that ends up at the top of the leaderboard after the opening round. 
five under par. JB Holmes. Um, we've got uh, Shane Lowry right behind him at uh, minus four. And then there's a there's a whole slew of guys in the minus uh, three uh, neighborhood. Norin, a player that we did not talk about. Norin, another player yep. that we didn't talk about. Sergio Garcia. And I tell you, Cam, you look. Um, all right, you have an American in JB Holmes, but international European Lowry, European Norwood, European Garcia. Uh, what's that? Australian Fox, Fratelli, South African, Fleetwood, British. Um, I don't think it's a myth, man, that you know the European players are just good links players. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's so true, and I know a couple of the Americans, you know, earlier on in their career, they didn't embrace links golf. Some come came around to it later on. A lot You're of right. times, like. Uh, here we go. We're going to get wet. Oh, boo-hoo. You know, the weather's cold. I remember I Phil Mickelson, my... Cam. In the old yep, days, I remember Phil too. once. He went to the British Open. Man, he had like a winter hat on and stuff. Like, he, you know, he was all, it was, it was windy. He had gloves. Yes. Be sure to follow all our social media at FNTSY Sportsnet and at FNTSY Radio. And now I'm tweeting about you, bruh. <laughs> Have you written a book and want to get it published? Then call Page Publishing.